0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandro, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines.
1: Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandro, and I'm talking with Stacey L. Corey who is featured in Wine Country, Women of Sonoma County. Stacy is an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mother of four. Stacey, thank you for being with us today. Tell us, how did a small town girl from Ohio find herself in Wine Country? Well,
2: um, that's a pretty uh, simple story in that, you know, graduated from college and met my husband, or my now husband, and he um, was at the Ohio State University completing his residency in periodontics and dental implants and I was um, completing the dental hygiene program there and we began searching for opportunities like most college graduates do and it brought us to Sacramento actually and after about six months in Sacramento although the opportunity was great um, in terms of from a professional standpoint that area just didn't feel like home. I probably really missed my family at the same time, being away from my very large family for the first time. But we began looking for, okay, where would be the next place? If it's not here, then where? And that um, opened up the opportunity to purchase a practice that was established halftime in Napa and halftime in Sonoma. And I'll never forget that day kind of coming. We stopped in Napa first to, you know, look at that practice and meet the staff. And then we drove up Broadway, which lands you at, you know, kind of looking at City Hall with palm trees on either side and mountains behind, and it just for the first time felt like home. And it was a little bit reminiscent, um, in fact, of what felt like Ohio kind of rural and yet little, you know, small little villages, and that kind of the rest is history. And that's what led you here. Yeah, exactly.
1: I know the small town feel is very reminiscent of Ohio, but what are some other characteristics of Sonoma in particular that that um, you enjoy?
2: Sure. Um, so I think that most most of all, I just enjoy the the slow speed of life in terms of being surrounded by, you know, world class, you know, wineries and food and art and music and yet you are in a very um, small and connected community. I think that community being from a small town has always meant a lot to me and I love I think last October unfortunately um, when the fires um, came through the area it was a true demonstration on how much these people that live in wine country love living here. And really have a concern for not only um, the habitat and the geography that surrounds us, but one another. And that resiliency and that love and that support um, to where it stopped everybody in their tracks um, to kind of come together is what I love most about this. I think that to you know be able to go to the city in 45 minutes and you know kind of enjoy world class entertainment there, um, the ocean being 45 minutes away, um, Lake Tahoe is one of my favorite places in the world, and you know that's about three hours drive, and then being surrounded. I, one of my childhood friends that came up last weekend, and she said it best. You know they walked into our home for the first time and kind of looked out the, the veranda there, and said, "You really live in a postcard." And no matter how many times I drive these roads, or you know, go over you know Arrowhead Mountain from Napa into Sonoma, it's hot air balloons are ascending or descending. I never take for granted the beauty that lies within producing wine. It's just stunning, and it never gets old. And I feel at peace. You know, just even when I'm at home and kind of disconnect a little from city life of Sonoma City, if you call it the city. But um, everybody has that sense of gratitude for where we live and it's a pretty beautiful thing.
1: You spoke of your home. We're sitting here in your home right now. It's very contemporary but has a really nice warmth to it and very welcoming and comfortable. Tell us
2: about it. My husband uh, was born and raised in his adolescent years in Beirut. So he was actually raised in more of a flat apartment style building and then when they immigrated to Los Angeles lived in a very traditional neighborhood and so I think Playing uh, or going back to you always have you always want what you can't have right I was you know raised on a completely different level you know up a long driveway with no neighbors um, and I looked at all the kids getting off at the bus stops where they got off you know together and I always said man I want to live in a neighborhood so when we came here it was pretty funny because my husband's first thought of you know purchasing a house was I can't wait you know just a couple miles off the plaza and we'll get a nice piece of land and kind of just call it our piece of, of you know the world to raise our family and I'm like oh really I wanted to you know get one of those cute little houses in the neighborhood so um, as luck would have it we went my way first <laughs> <laughs> and we did move into a cute little house in a cute little neighborhood and um, it was um, once we realized we needed to start remodeling drastically uh, because our cute little family of three became a cute little family of six very quickly Um, And not many houses are built for raising children, uh, raising for children, I should say. So especially in a small town like Sonoma, there's not a lot of real estate to even choose from for that um, opportunity. So we started to kind of, you know, should we remodel this? And that's a lot that's kind of really going to scrap what we love about this house. Or should we buy something else? And through a couple years of really kind of, you know, figuring and sorting that out, we came up this, you know, little knoll here, and it just once again felt completely like home. It felt like forever, and it really felt right to both my husband and I. And we're like, okay, well, we're gonna build. So the process was awesome because, come to find out, he and I loved a lot of the same aesthetics, which building can be quite a nightmare for people. You hear that? <laughs> yeah, you do very often, and it—not it, that it was, you know, all. It, it, wasn't, it was not perfect during our time, but us choosing the hundreds of things that you have to choose and deciding layout and you know finishes and upholstery and knobs and I, it just never ends. Um, I realized how fortunate I am to really have a spouse that we have the same kind of appeal for design um, because it made it really fun and. Um, at the end of the day you know when we sit here i still like sit in this home and realize like what a unique opportunity that was to create a home and kind of you know it's crazy to leave that mark on the world like wow this home was created for our family and you know it'll be here forever hopefully or for quite a long time but the finishes of it we love like clean pallets we love you know lots of windows because obviously in california to to close up that vision of geography that's surrounding us is, would be a shame. But then we love to still make it feel comfortable. So we brought in a lot of, as you can see, like the barnwood and the reclaimed um, to hopefully give it a sense of kind of home and, and make it feel comfortable for us and visitors. So, yeah. Well, and I think
1: you've done that for sure. Well, thank you very much. So, home, wine country, I have to ask, what's your go to wine? What do you drink at home? Well, my go-to answer. Is, <laughs> yeah, is what is what, it?
2: Uh, it's whatever my husband is pouring, or for anybody pouring for me, for that matter. <laughs> um, so I love, I love wine, and I, I really enjoyed wine before we moved here, but now. Um, Seeing that I was also birthing children for 10 years, I had to sit here and I was the best, like I think I almost could put a taxi um, light on the top of my car the whole first 10 years we were here because everybody's like, oh Stacy, you're going home, great, I'm I'm going with you. Um, and I also just sat around and kind of really did a lot of tasting actually in our um, acclimation here. And so everybody, we would go wine tasting and when friends would come into town, we would go tasting. And interestingly enough, I was kind of became a the resident expert because I was doing the real tasting, like I was, you know, swishing it and, you know, feeling it and getting the aromas and the nose. And then I was like, you know, doing the whole spit, you know, the thing that the real professionals do. So I learned a lot about it in the first decade of being here. And my husband actually was quite impressed because he would give me blind tastings. He's like, all right, what do you think this is? And I wouldn't always be right, but I was pretty dead on. (laughs) And um, so now I think, through that journey, most people you know, start with whites and then go to mm-hmm. reds because obviously they're a little bit heavier, a little more um, bold. And I went the other way. So I love reds. And I'm learning to love whites more and more. But um, what I love most is my first, um, my first love that I really fell in love with here um, was a Bedrock Old Vines Inn, actually. And then now my favorite um, is the Hamel, the Pamelita Reserve, actually. And so those two are kind of, when I think about like my favorite wine, if I were to pour it or open it for some special occasion, um, it would probably be
1: one of those two actually. I know it's a hard question, so I appreciate you trying (laughs) to answer it. Is there something people would be surprised to learn about you that you're willing to share? Oh, there's so many things, but (laughs) are you willing to
2: share is really the question, is it? Um, Let's see, oh gosh. I'm a huge country music fan, but that's not a surprise, I guess. I mean, I just talked about how much I love the country and I'm a small town girl. Um, that I worked at The Limited all through college. Um, I, I worked there for six years, like all through college. And I was my original um, degree was fashion merchandising because I loved it so much. Took a complete 180 there and went into medicine. And, w- um, and was that your first job ever? Um, It wasn't. I had so many first jobs. My family, my my parents are entrepreneurs, and so I kind of was all over the place. I worked at Subway sandwich shops. I was um, working for my parents' um, balloon factory. I I started working so young. I mean, it was part of me. Um, It was part of growing up is what what I would do after school. Um, My parents, you know they're like if you want a car when you turn 16 you better get to work (laughs) so um, I think that I can't even really put my finger on what was my first job because I was always helping out at family businesses but my first real adult job where I remember feeling you know embedded and loyal into a company or a purpose was was at the limited and that
1: was my started my senior year of high school so yeah and didn't uh, I think you were given something extra special oh yes yes uh, it's still in a box um, I was um, that
2: I think my five-year anniversary um, first thing from Tiffany's that I ever was given that special moment um, that I think a lot of people look forward to their whole life and it may or may not happen um, was in a blue box with a ribbon on it and it was a Tiffany um, you know sterling silver ball paint point ink pen as a recognition and a, you know that was something that I was so proud of because most, you know, college kids are certainly not holding down jobs for five years. So I think that's something that one of my traits that I'm most grateful for is a sense of um, belonging, you know, and loyalty. And I think that was the first time I really felt like, wow, it's really noticed and appreciated and something special. So I still have it in the box. <laughs> I've never used it, nor have I allowed anyone else to.
1: Do you have special plans for it? Oh,
2: gosh, that's question. Maybe to give
1: question. give to one of your children.
2: You know, it's a really, that's pretty inspiring. Yeah, maybe. I haven't thought about it, but it certainly will be something that I would probably pay it forward with that same degree of gratitude and Uh, reaching a milestone, and have it be a legacy item. I don't know, a little pin, but yeah,
0: you're right. That would be neat, I think.
1: I agree. Thirsty
0: for more on today's interview? Pre-purchase our soon-to-be-released book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County, and $10 will be donated to the Sonoma County Community Foundation Resilience Fund.
1: Before we jump into the career part of this conversation, I I would like to ask you one other thing, just kind of on a personal note and on wine country as a whole. What do you think the biggest misconception is about wine country? Oh, gosh.
2: Now, I'm sensing this from my friends that, again, are kind of all over the U.S. You know, people have navigated other, other places. People that have been here or not, you know, I think that they think oh it's this lavish life where you know people are just you know hanging poolside and um and going tasting wine all day and although certainly i think that we all try very desperately to to balance life and find time for things like that as everybody does um in america just coming from europe we all still work so hard you know and it is a looking at you know a lot of the people that are even in that winery the true winery lifestyle that are doing the harvest whether or not they're um the harvest you know the people in there getting their hands wet and harvest or they're behind the scenes they're the winemakers those guys and gals they are working grueling hours middle of the night um seven days a week it's relentless during certain times and so i think it's a really big misconception that it's this glam lifestyle although i think that people here generally speaking, um, like nice food and wine, and you know, um, but we're all moms, you know, running around like chickens with our heads cut off, just like moms in other places, um, and trying to trying to balance it all, trying to make time for ourselves, and I think the, the best thing that I um, have for enjoying that is the fact that I live in a destination that people do come and visit, because they make me slow down and really appreciate and get to live that wine country lifestyle that they're coming here for, and they force me to, you know, take the time and do that with them. Um, so then, when they visit, they're probably like, "Oh, you do
1: just wine taste all day," <laughs> but that is not true at all. No, and and that's a good segue. Yeah, that is not true. So from from your career at the limited to today your life has from a career standpoint has changed significantly indeed you have worked in dentistry you support your husband running his business Yes. Um, you started a business in 2013 called snips which it has an adorable story attached to it which I'd love for you to share and then you started another business in 2016 called Chasing Grace with two friends, which is about producing ethical clothing. And most recently, you've taken on an endeavor to help your other siblings open a coffee shop in your old hometown in Ohio. Yes. (laughs) So we just talked about the misconception that people Mm -hmm. believe that everyone that lives in wine country uh, goes wine tasting all day and sits back and Nibbles on bonbons, right? <laughs> when the reality that sounds so good, yeah. When the reality is, um, there are a lot of mothers and wives like yourself that are balancing work and life, and you manage to do it all with oh, four boy. kids and a great husband. So, so tell us first of all about these different businesses that you have. Just how you know what what they mean to you.
2: You know, My grandfather, I I had the privilege of after graduation, he was much of the inspiration for why I went into dental hygiene. Um, I was able to practice with him for a year, and um, I was the first of the third generation to enter the family practice, and I felt very grateful for that. Learned a lot, learned to love dentistry a lot, be proud of that. Uh, When Jad and I moved out here, um, his intention, uh, much different upbringing, my parents worked together, my grandparents worked together, and so on and so forth, was to never work with his wife. <laughs> and so he's like, one thing that I know that, you know, looking at your family and looking at my family, I you know, I've never envisioned working with my wife, so just so you know and I'm like, Oh that's okay, you know, no offense taken. So when we bought this practice, um, and I was still actually working for the general dentist that I loved and respect out of Sacramento, and I was commuting while pregnant, and that was that was a tough year because um, I was commuting, you know, an hour and a half every day um, with morning sickness and fatigue. And um, but one day, you know, we came home and Jad said, "Hey, so um, about that comment that I made early on in our relationship or marriage—I don't even remember when he made it—I need your help." <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I, I kind of knew what was coming and he's like you know trying to be a surgeon and then going into the office and having employees come in and you know needing help or asking questions and paying bills and he's like it's not what I thought that I was getting into and I'm not sure it's the right fit for me. So. Um, Come I, save the day! Yes, I sat there just smiling and feeling so excited that he was ready for my help. So I feel very grateful because um, working with him is a gift. I think that not many um, husband-wife or you know spousal combos could really take that day-to-day tenacity. I mean, we work together and then we go home together and we parent together and we try to find space for our marriage in between. And I know what a unique gift it is and I'm very grateful. And he is absolutely my biggest cheerleader and always will be. And um, so working with him to kind of create um, the dentistry business and get it where we have it today with a team that is really owners. I mean, they, they come to work every day with a passion and a sense of um, self in this practice most of them have been here um, 10 plus years so almost the entire time we've owned the practice Um, and so that kind of going back to my childhood and my parents and their entrepreneurial spirit spirits i absolutely love creating things i love creating um, teams i love providing services and so that kind of spun off into when we were building out this building here for the sonoma practice there was a space And I was pregnant with my fourth kid and probably the most sleep deprived I've ever been in my life. And basically SNPs was born. Um, Something for children that wasn't just for fun, but actually a service, a need that parents in this community were having to drive out of town to get an environment that they felt comfortable with. And their kid actually enjoyed um, getting their hair cut. And um, then later that year, Nevada, just in Marin County, called and asked if we could, you know, replicate that business model in Novato. And kind of what seemed at that point just like a little side fun mommy business uh, took a new shape. And it's something that I'm very proud of. And when I walk around town in Sonoma, people aren't like, "Hey, you know, my husband can't wait to come see you guys at the dental practice and you know get surgery or you know get his pockets checked," but yet for kids to run into, you know adults or family even some grandmothers of kids they're like it's so cute you know when we asked johnny what he wanted to do for his birthday the one thing that he said he's like i don't care but can i go to snips you know so to have that opportunity to create something um that any type of population or demographic really feels is special for them um is something that i'm very proud of and um actually in the last um, the business model was formed to be very community service driven back to that philosophy that I was saying I connected so much um, with here in Sonoma. And we've donated, um, I think almost twenty five thousand dollars in the five years that we've been in business here back to um, all youth um, based nonprofits.
1: So that's wonderful.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's super. It's great. and i um I feel really grateful and very excited about um, the future of that brand uh and then you know evolving from there a couple years later one of my good friends that is very um fashion-minded but also very content and um i would say driven to kind of create an awareness of christianity um called me one day and said hey i i have this crazy idea is there any way would you would be interested in kind of embarking down this completely blind you know vision that I have of creating a ethical and um, based in California, all um, ground up of producing t-shirts and started at t-shirts. We have a jewelry line that's made by a wonderful mother here in town as well. Kind of Christian inspired, but really ethically minded um, all from pattern to production to print made in the Bay area. So that, that launched and then last year actually my brother and I um, he lives in Columbus he's an endodontist and he and I kind of decided we wanted to do something to give back in our in our hometown of Lexington Ohio and we my sister went into early labor and with her first child that lives in our small town and that's where Bean and Bottle was created. Uh, Bean is Shelly's nickname we called her Shelly Bean her whole life and um, I Shelly's said Bean and Bottle. Sister. I was just at Bean and Bottle down the street having coffee this morning. Um, nickel and Bean. Um, <laughs> so Nikki is her husband. Yes, Nickel and Bean. And the aesthetics are going to be like Nickel and Espresso, of course. And Shelly's my sister. And so we're restoring right now a you know, historic building right on the plaza there in Lexington um, that kind of nobody was touching for years. It's almost 200 years old, all brick. It's beautiful. And um, we're in the middle of restoring that and creating you know, a coffee shop. It's the first coffee shop ever in our hometown, which seems crazy, um, and then hopefully some co-op workspace on the second floor. So, kind of you know, giving back to our community, like our original hometown, and having that sense of belonging there, and doing something for where we came from is something that I'm really excited to to do next.
1: So, how do you balance it all?
2: Oh, I oh I don't. Oh boy, <laughs> I don't. I try so hard, but I so don't. Um, you know, it is scheduling. People look at my Google Calendar. All my friends, this is like they 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 literally go into shock. They're like, "Oh gosh, don't open that thing," you know. But I have to. My husband and I take weekly Wednesday night date nights, and unless it is something that is really urgent, I don't ever touch that. Um, not with friends, not with family. That's just him and I's time together every Wednesday night and we try really hard not to talk about the kids and not to talk about business, but to just connect every week. Even if we're exhausted after the work week, um, he starts his surgical day at 7 a.m. So he leaves the house by 6, wakes up at 5. And so sometimes an after dinner you know, date night is, feels like it's the middle of the night um, and after all day of mothering and, and businessing for me as well. Um, but we really, really um, st- stand true to that. And it's something that I really look forward to. And I think that much with family vacations and time with friends and um, one-on-ones with our kids, I have to schedule it out or all of a sudden the days are just full of everything else. And then I think the balancing act would get way more um, unrealistic than it is now. And it's not saying it's perfect by any means, but uh, we schedule, you know, family vacations out a year in advance. Um, We schedule our dental conferences around family vacations to kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Um, And we just really try to like commit to um, not working when we go home, which is very hard, of course, with running your own business and small businesses. We don't punch out and then go home and the work ends. So we try to do that after the kids go to bed, which is hard as well. But um, yeah. Well,
1: especially when you have four. <laughs>
2: yeah, somebody's always you know got a nightmare or a bellyache. Or you know. Um, yeah, so it is, it is a daily commitment to really give effort into that balancing, making time for me. Um, even if it's 15 minutes to get a manicure you know i try to do something to just um check out and really take care of myself because i know if i'm not healthy and if i don't feel a little bit of de-stress um that everything else is gonna that's gonna impact everything all employees and children and spouse so i try to find time for me even if it's a 10 minute run or you know my i have a peloton bicycle that i put in my bedroom because getting a run in which is absolutely my um Habit that feeds me um, to just go on runs by myself. That's my time that I think and I just really, you know, disconnect. Um, I got a bike because sometimes the run isn't possible with trying to get the kids out the door and get myself ready for work at the same time. But then I hop on that for ten minutes and just give myself ten minutes to start the day, and it really has an impact on how I look at everything for
1: the rest of the day. So, so schedule and Google Calendar. I love Google <laughs> Calendar. <laughs> Wednesday night date night. Yep. So who most influenced your career? We we figured out how you balance your work life, but who influenced your career?
2: Okay. So the I most? think I think the fact that I constantly am dabbling is my mother for sure and father Um, you know they are constantly my mom if you sit and have a conversation with her it's like what about this over here you could do this and over there you know she's constantly um, inspired and I think that that's kind of you have to be an inspire inspirational uh, lead driven person to be able to want to create so watching her sometimes A lot of people are like, you know, you're looking in the mirror. But watching her, I'm like, whoa, slow down. Um, So I think that energy comes from my mother, who worked really hard at a young age, um, was kind of forced into the role of taking care of her family, lost her father really young, and her mother suffered a stroke, unfortunately, all under the age of 10. So she was kind of left to be, you know, the only girl in the house taking care of her brothers and laundry and dishes and then getting a job on the side. So she kind of, that's, A great role model. Yes, absolutely. So, and that was embedded in her, you know, that was part of her upbringing. So she kind of poured that into myself and my siblings. And then my grandfather, his love for dentistry as a platform, um, looked at it as a hobby. You know, it wasn't even his job. He loved providing um, a service, a health-based wellness service to the community and also at the same time use that as the platform to create space and financial security to do other things that he loved and believed in. He loved to develop and uh, built a tennis club because he loved tennis so you know built a tennis club to share that with the community and a bowling alley and um, so he was kind of a very visionary person to use his job as an opportunity to not only care for others but to create some financial freedom to do other things that you love and share those with people so I think and looking at a life path, I probably am most inspired kind of by his life without even realizing it, but talking about it now, you know, it's kind of very similar. Um, and then the first dentist that I ever worked for, other than my grandfather, uh, Dr. Pam T. Tomaso in Sacramento, um, I just loved the way in which she interacted with her patients and her um, staff and treated them like family and her patients like family. And Um, I do that a lot. I try my best um, for my own staff. And so I think those are my two biggest um, career role models. Three. Three. Three.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget about mom. Everybody does. Don't forget about mom. Well, I think you're going to be a great role model, or you are a great role model, not only for your own children, but for, I think, a number of women in this community.
2: Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. Cause you,
1: I, you know, I call you wonder woman. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I
2: think you are. I wish I wish. I got to go bench a couple more. Uh, I got to go to the gym
1: a little more for that. Well, I, I'm always in awe of everything that you're able to do. Oh, thank um, you, Michelle. You're pretty amazing. Well, on that note, we're going to kind of wrap things up, but before we do, let's end with five quick questions. Oh boy. So, I want quick answers. All right. No thinking about it. All right. What designer brand do you wear the most? Uh, Free People. What's the weirdest thing in your purse right now?
2: Oh, um, well, in my purse, I don't even have a purse. Um, oh gosh, and like weirdest 17 thing. empty weirdest packs weirdest of thing. gum. <laughs> 17 empty packs of gum. That's for sure it.
1: Who did you last send a handwritten note to? Um, a
2: person that bought a chasing grace item i sent that yesterday so yes okay what's your go-to karaoke song
1: the song i don't know but any dixie chick song okay what's one can't miss stop in wine country
2: one, okay, just one. Just, just one, one. Just come on. One. It's gonna we be... know there's a hundred. I know,
1: three sticks. Three sticks. Okay, three sticks. Okay, there's your five questions. Yay, I passed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, sitting down with us, Stacey. Oh, what a pleasure.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.